0: Just before we kick into today's podcast, I'd like to encourage everybody to get along and vote for their favourite stories and covers from Fru in 2017. Head across to the website at bit.do slash Fru 2017. That's bit. bit.do slash Fru 2017. And you can vote for your favourite Fru stories and Fru covers from 2017 and perhaps pick yourself up a Fru crew badge. Happy phantoming.
1: Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice, and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. <laughs> <laughs> The ghost who walks the phantom Enemies beware, the phantom's always there But you won't
2: find the phantom He finds you G'day everyone, for those of you who come in late You are listening to x the Phantom Podcast This is episode 89, Comics and News today um, And today I'm joined with Jermaine How you going Jermaine? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Um, how about yourself? Oh, not too bad. And and yourself? And Dan, how are you going?
0: <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Very excited to be back on board um, talking fandom uh, comics again. Uh, it's a good distraction from the cricket, so let's not talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and very excited to hear from our special guest that we've got coming up later in the, uh, in the podcast.
2: Yeah, looking forward mm. to that. And... Um, Edit point there.
0: <laughs> no no aren't we are we gonna do the comics first and then and then points later.
2: Yeah no but I was stuffed up, I didn't have a good response. So oh, okay. that's <laughs> the edit
0: point. Was. <laughs> okay.
2: No, you were fine. <laughs> no
0: okay. Well you can tell people who he is.
2: Ah yeah, so that's, <laughs> so coming up this um, Try this again.
3: Hello. just say, so, yes, let's touch upon the comics, and then after that we'll be talking about our special guest, who will be.
2: And his, his name is Dale McCanty. There we go. There you go.
3: <laughs> we'll do this together, Steve. We'll get through it. We'll get through <laughs> it. I know you're in mourning and uh, depression that you got to go back to work tomorrow, but we'll get through this, <laughs> I promise.
0: I'm you. not sure you're ready for work tomorrow, Stephen. How are you going to face a class when you can't even complete a sentence?
2: Oh, we don't have kids tomorrow.
0: Okay. He's back in. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's ease into some comics. So yes,
0: let's do
4: that.
2: There have been uh, three issues released since our last um, Comics and News podcast. We've got 1801, The Emperor's Treasure, 1802, which is the, the 2018 annual, The Phantom Goes West, and Kid Phantom number three was just released this past week. Yeah. Um, so all very exciting. Um, the Emperor's Treasure, nice one to kick off the year. Um, with art, was that art by Glenn Ford on the on the cover?
3: Yes. On the cover, yes. Oh, now, man. have you found have you found his signature yet? No, I
2: looked everywhere. I
3: haven't looked for the last you
2: know week or two now since I've read it, but I couldn't find it anywhere.
3: I'm having a look now. I'm looking at his sword, his metal. Can't see it there. Well, I, I wonder if he's actually put it on there. Does he yeah. still do that? We oh, did it with no. this last one. He uh he missed the Phantom's ring.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. um, yeah, so a bit of a a bit of a goof on the back cover with um no ring there.
3: Although there was one person who had a ring on his, so uh, I think that was um Jamie Johnson. Jamie Johnson's so... ring. Uh,
0: Jamie Johnson's <laughs> comic had a ring, so that's cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell so what I do like that, uh... about
0: what, one of the things I really do like about Glenn Ford doing. Uh, the covers is that um, the signature series arrives in the same envelope as the as the story. It doesn't have to go anywhere to get signed. It's very immediate.
3: Really? I haven't got mine yet. It's because you're in Perth it takes forever to get there anyway. Oh, tell me about it. Like, I like Wasn't it in the same envelope? Nope. No. I haven't got mine. I'm gonna have to follow up on that one then. Um, and then I might get the I might get the rare, you know, uh, I to, yeah, because I've been waiting for mine.
0: Oh, okay. No, as I say, it was in the, it was in the same envelope.
3: Yeah, they've been missing a few of mine. I'm not, um, <laughs> no, I didn't even get my Phantom's World. I, I had to wait like you know a lot extra for that one as well. I had to end up sending them an uh, email and say, can I please have my signature? I haven't got Kid Phantom <laughs> yet either. I had to go and buy that one.
0: No, yeah, that hasn't arrived for subscribers, which is a bit of a, a funny one.
3: Hmm. So, all right, well, I guess I'll have to jump on the email um, tomorrow. Expect an email, Mr. Frank, and, um, <laughs> and I'll uh, be, have to follow up on that one. Yes. Anyway, okay, back,
0: back to, to the, the story, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which um, was originally published in 1981 um, by Scandinavian friends, um, written by Valve and... Grandberg, hopefully I've pronounced that somewhere close. I think
0: written um, by Granberg and um, I, I always go with Valvet Oh Sorry,
2: for, yeah. For the yeah. Artists, oh, yeah. Valvet, that was, yeah. So written by. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the little entrenching thing on the on the on the um, yeah splash page instead of looking over at the publisher and saying written by Ulf Grandberg and artwork by Tammy <laughs> Velvet. Velvet. Um. And the Emperor's Treasure, the Emperor we're talking about here is the, the little master himself, the um, uh, Napoleon, who, and um, the fandom has his infatuation with Egypt again. We've got pyramids and sarcophaguses and mm. lots of different types of treasure happening. Now, it's, it has been a couple of uh, weeks since I read this. Um, anyone else to be professional and read it in the last couple of days?
3: Uh, flicking through it now, Oh man, the art is amazing.
2: The art is fantastic. I've just flicked open to uh, page 19. How's that a nice full colour? Oh.
0: Well, not yeah. colour,
3: but full, full page. page. That's, that's really ready.
0: rare, isn't it? In a, um, isn't it?
3: Um, turn to page 31 as well.
0: 31. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? That big montage.
3: Remember we were talking about a Jason Paulos page where there was something similar where there was a lot going on and he kind of broke it up using uh, an action piece of IE. In this case, Mm. uh, the artist has got the phantom shooting a gun out of someone's hand. That kind of split the whole page up. Mm. And then something that probably won't grab people's attention as well but is the angles of the shots. Like if you look at page 33, the top panel, that's a bird's-eye view looking right down. Mm. And it's just, you know, like these different angles that... I don't know. You can tell... It's not... You can tell that he was a very popular artist um, back in his day when, um, uh, when he was doing Phantom Stories. Mm.
0: Uh, the, I've always enjoyed Valvet's art, but the last couple in particular that Fru have published of his... Um, it must have been right out of his sweet spot in terms of when he was really on Um, this this is magnificent the artwork in this one
2: yeah Hmm. what do you think of the story Um, the artwork's obviously fantastic Um, what do you think of the actual story though
3: yeah I think it was good Yeah. it's you know it's it probably won't feature in our best story of the year, um, but I, I like it. It's you know, it's a it's a, it's a solid six or seven.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I thought the was a good story to start the year off. It was you know a, a good reasonably fast paced adventure.
3: Mm. Mm.
0: I really enjoyed the. Um, I, I genuinely enjoyed the, the setting at the start. I suppose with the Phantom. Uh, catching up with uh, an old university professor. Um, it's not often that you have stories that harken back to his time um, in uni, at uni yeah, in America. And just to, to bring that in and sort of a bit full circle there, um, you get to see him in his um, gridiron outfit. for some <laughs> On page four there, for some reason, the professor has decided to go down and interrupt him mid-football game to say that I'm back off to Paris. um <laughs> I that entertained me. <laughs> but, but other right. than that, yeah, I like I liked what you said about the... It is fast-paced, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a huge Egyptian fan as well, but I, it wasn't it smacking you over the head with it, I didn't think. Um, and some really classic um, underwater action sequences, which are, you know, really, really cool for the fandom as well. So, no, I quite enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. Okay. The, art, the art definitely makes it a better story. Yes. Yeah. Righto. So
2: nothing else on that. We all agree it's a good, so- solid story. Nice way to kick off the year. And after um, the Emperor's Treasure, we had the big one. We've got the twenty. I don't know, where was it? The twenty eighteen annual, which in this case is entitled "The Phantom Goes West." Now, before we get into the stories, it, um, this uh, publication uh, this year um, had the. Number 26, Replica. Rep, Replica. <laughs> um, uh,
3: included, the Royal <laughs> Prisoner. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want, me to ta- you want someone else to take over, Steve? <laughs> and
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, also included in the pack was the Kid Phantom, uh, Phantom Mask. So a uh, nice little bonus there for everyone.
0: Yeah, the, I, the mask is really cool. Um, it, it, it would have been... Um, I, I didn't have any just elastic laying around, so I twitched a couple of rubber bands together and MacGyvered a, a strap for Gus to put his on. Um, that was the first thing, you know, because I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, got the mask out and gave it to him, and he was running around with it. Um, he, <laughs> he really loves it, so uh, very cool, very cool.
2: Ah, very good. Now, included in the annual... Um, there's a forward there by...
0: Sorry, just before we leave the mask, are you guys going to get extra ones from Fru? do you reckon, or what are your...
3: I probably will be, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. they're only four bucks, so I reckon you 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 just grab, Right, you know, next time you get a couple of comics or something from them, you just grab, you know, three or four.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was my thoughts too. They get, the postages are going to be next to nothing for them, so...
3: Mm. Well, you know, and even if you... You know, if you're getting stuff from them anyway, whether it's signature covers or, yeah. or sketch covers or one of the posters or, you know, the file cards or something like that, um, you know, it's easy just to get a couple of those chucked in. Because hmm. I, I could probably guarantee yours, um, your son will probably uh, bash his up fairly quickly.
0: Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's no way that's a collectible anymore. <laughs>
3: nah. And what about yours, um, uh, Stephen? Have your kids got onto those yet? No, I haven't touched it. It's still in the packet.
2: you got well-behaved kids. I just haven't shown them to <laughs> it. Uh,
0: you have opened the the, the packet up, though, haven't you, to, to talk about this Western annual?
2: Yes, well, I've just opened up the the book now and I can see the table of contents would you like to go through the contents <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, that's fine I'm ready to move on from the mask now
2: back to you ah. <laughs> so um, as we said it's the, the Phantom Goes West we've got um, so it's full of western stories um, you know, cowboy type stories um, and it's introduced with a foreword by Andreas Erickson um, who tells us a bit about what we're about to read um, interesting that the next uh, four stories um, have the Turkish connection with Ozcan Eralp, er will just say Ozcan, mm-hmm. um, who he was the illustrator on. Uh, was it called the um, Cowboy Trilogy? What was is that? What it was originally called?
0: Uh, the so-called Cowboy Trilogy. There
2: yeah, that opens. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and he. Had, then, yeah, then he's added an extra one on uh, with Badlands, his own one that he, that he wrote mm-hmm. and illustrated. Um, and then we've got the Freedom... Oh, sorry. the So those, the, the Cowboy Trilogy were The Wagon Master, The Indian Hater, Terror in the Desert. Then there was Badlands. Um, following from that, um, so they're all from the 70s. Then we've got The Freedom Trail from 99, The Phantom Cowboy, which is the, the folk uh, barry, um, not just Barry. There was also Olson and Williams, um, which was back from 1994. The Assassin um, from '91, and the Chosen One, which isn't a Phantom story. Um, it's a Phantom Ranger story, which has been included, and that's a new one uh, written just oh. for for this um, uh, publication. So we'll start off with um, the how do you want
3: to do this story by story or just i can go with the phantom ranger first because you've just made mention of that what are your guys views of a non-phantom story in the annual is it are we not worried as much because um we've seen you know we're a little bit used to the phantom ranger and stuff like that and we're used to the giant size concept
2: um, yes and no, like I read it, but I haven't read the, the giant size, like his adventures in the giant yeah. size stories. Um, so like, this is kind of like a, well, I thought it was like a prequel, prequel you know, a, Ooh. um, what's the word, um, foundation or oh, an origin, you know, origin, origin, origin story. story. So mm. I'm assuming that there wasn't, hasn't been any type of those sort of stories in the, in the giant oh, size. Would that be
3: right? No, yeah. And ah. I think from that mindset, I actually, I actually didn't mind. I, I must admit, I was a little bit concerned or a little bit, mm, how's this going to work? But seeing we've, you know, um, you know it's the same genre, um, we've got it with the giant size, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. It um, it, it made sense, I guess, because it's a Western and, um, and a way of introducing the Phantom Ranger to... Other um, people who maybe haven't read the giant sizes yet, or whatever, um, and ev- and and every time I sort of wondered, I came back to what Glenn said in the interview when we when he mentioned it to us, um, and he said he put it in there because he could, and no no better reason than that. So um, <laughs> when he said, "Well, I put it there because I can," I'm like, "Well, yes, you can." So I'll <laughs> read it. <laughs> and he did. did. That's right.
2: He did. We read it. In, what, did you, um, th-
0: what did you think of it as a story?
2: Look, it, I didn't think it was the strongest story in the um, in the annual. It was okay. It, it just seemed very um, Lone Rangerish to me. Hmm. Not that I've read a lot or seen a lot of Lone Ranger, but it just had that kind of vibe to it. Um, and then.
3: The spaceship in, threw me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of a WTF moment. But
3: um, <laughs> I went, what, what, what? Have I missed something? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially because just the, the way it or? is, it's just that page, you turn the page and suddenly it's full of UFOs.
3: Mm. I thought it was a misprint or something at first. I'm just like, what on earth? And then it's kind of like, oh, yes, okay, yeah, it makes sense, but honestly, what? Yeah, <laughs> I just,
0: yeah, I must, I must admit that... As far as an origin story goes, like the whole the, the whole story is quite good. Yeah, I I wouldn't have had the UFOs. Um, I just it's a bit of a cop out if I can say that. Um, in terms of how is this person, you know, turned into who they are? Um, basically magic or, or UFOs. Uh, yeah, it, that didn't work I, for me.
3: Yeah, I, I must admit, I always thought that the Phantom Ranger was like. The Phantom, where it was passed down from generation mm. to generation. So maybe I just assumed that. Mm. Um, but this kind of makes it sound like, you know, it is it is the one person.
0: Mm. He is immortal, yeah. Um, yeah because
3: he's
0: got what? special alien
3: powers now. <laughs> well, that looks strangely like the Aztecs. Mm.
2: I, didn't, I didn't mind the alien bit. It's the part where um, he becomes, or he gets nominated to be chief, he gets challenged for the Chief, he wins the challenge, he says, nah, stuff it, I'm going. And then
0: leaves. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's,
2: yeah, okay. But, that's. Um, I thought that was a little bit weird. But um,
0: Yeah. I thought the art was very well done, though. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um,
3: Absolutely. This is probably... Uh, I've been critical of some of Felmang's art in the last, probably the last 10, 15 years, and I'm not sure when this was created. But,
0: 2017,
3: um, it says. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. So, um, I must admit, this was, I was very, um, very happy with the art. And I like it, I thought, the action scenes are good, mm. um, the girls aren't overly, you know, um, sexualised, but they're still, you know, they've got that, 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 that filming look. Um, you know, the detailed background... Um, you know, the action scenes of fighting over the ravine with the, you know, whatever that little natural form bridge. I thought that was, you know, that fight scene was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I really liked what Felmang did in this story.
2: Mm. So I'm assuming that felmain is his pen name, seeing so as it says, story in pencils by Roy Mann here. Well,
3: yeah, Roy Mann's, I think, I thought was Royal that his, man pen, was his man. pen name as well. Yeah, I think Royal Mangs is pen man. He's got a few different pen pen names.
0: Yeah, it's, he's listed as Romano Fel Mang on the contents page, and then Royal yeah. Man on the splash page, which
3: is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the pencils, and so the inks. So maybe the inks have got a, a bit to do with it, Mister um, Max Fish.
0: Yeah, maybe Mister Fish deserves a bit of credit there.
3: Yeah, because I thought I thought it's I was very impressed with this story. Apart from the you know, the WTF yeah. right, <laughs> with the aliens. That, that that just threw me at all.
0: To be fair, um Lee Fork did go through a little alien stage in the nineteen seventies, I think, um where the Phantom was fighting blue giants from outer space and this sort of thing, so
3: Yeah, yeah. And you know, but he had Mandrake to deal with that stuff, so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK, um,
2: we'll rewind back to the start of the book now, hmm. where um, we have um, Oscan's artwork for the first four stories. Um, just go, I'll just think about the first three, because they, they were really done before the fourth... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, separate to the fourth one. So they do run into each other. We've got um, the... I think there's one character who he's well, definitely in the first two um, the freed slave fella what was his name wasn't Jermaine it was the other guy
0: no. <laughs> no this is where you can't complain about not being looked after by Fru um, very much because they have put your name in a comic
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes they have that was a, um, a very big surprise I, um, I did not kind of um, expect that or didn't know what was going on right Glenn did kind of let slip something. He said, oh, I've, um, I've looked after you in something. And I just, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I read that and I sent it to him and he goes, yeah. So apparently in the original, the guy's name was Tom.
0: You would think uh, that translates to English quite easily. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Don't real well, we need to change it. Yeah, uh, and to be fair, a few of yous, uh, a few of the fellow uh, Chronicle Chamber team, have been a little bit uh, jealous about the little name drop. Um, so, yeah. oh, I'm not,
0: mate, I was, um, I was in a nineteen sixty two story called "The Masked Ball." I was the bad guy in that, um, Dan, <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
0: which is impressive because that's you know ten years before I was born. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, yeah, so if you, although I'm not sure, if, I think that was actually named after his brother, so... Um... Uh, minor details. <laughs> <laughs> 1969,
0: too, I'm not going to for the mask ball. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'm going to pin my age around it, I want to get it right.
2: <laughs> anyway, the um, character Jonah, I was thinking of was Jonah, Jonah. Blackbird.
0: Yeah. Yes, Jonah, who,
2: yeah. Who starts off in the first one as a freed slave, and the next one I think is a scout? Yes. In, the, in the Indian Hater. Does he make an appearance in the third story? I couldn't remember no. that one.
3: No, he no. doesn't.
2: So, yeah. sorry?
3: Nor the fourth.
2: Yeah. Um, now, when I was reading these, um, yeah, I was liking them, and, you know, it's a good uh, free slave story. But then after about, was it about three or four of the same kind of thing, I was getting pretty over it. And um, I was very pleased to... Um, Get to the story. Was it the Freedom?
0: Tra-
2: uh, was it the Freedom Trail? The Phantom Cowboy, mm. where things yeah. changed up a bit. What did yeah, you thought, uh, fellas?
0: That's that's probably fair. Like, I, I really enjoyed the artwork. I think that uh, Oskan, Erlap, or whatever we're saying, um, or Alp, um is a, is a, a really good artist, or certainly was in the in the seventies when these were drawn. Um, really quite enjoyed the art, but mm. as you say, the between. I guess four stories in a row by the same artist in the same setting, um, you know, some same, same characters following lines. through similar storylines. It did get a bit samey. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about that.
4: Do and and I didn't
0: even—I didn't sit there and read all four of them. Bang, 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 bang. Either I read them over probably two or three days um, as I after I got the comics. So yeah, they did just sort of yeah, become a bit samey, as I say.
3: Do you think that's because you... And I, know, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I know, Dan, you've said that the Western theme doesn't excite you as much.
0: Oh, that, that's probably part of it. Um, they, probably they go hand in hand. The Maybe the mm. reason I didn't enjoy the Western theme as much is because it got samey. Um, yeah. The, I, I, I've said if I, if I wanted to read cowboy stories, I'd go and read cowboy comics. Um, I wanted to read Phantom stories. I, I like, uh, you know, I like the Phantom in different genres and I like, you know, I like Walker's Table and him going into the American desert and all that sort of stuff. I've got no problem with the, the, fan, the, the cowboy stories per se, but I guess just a whole book of them got a bit much.
3: Yeah, so I would have to... I, I see where you're coming from, um, but I would have to disagree because um, I don't think they are... Same, same. Right, like the first one is, you know, black slaves. Second one is Indians. You know, third one is... Uh, what was the third one? Um, That's when he his
0: wife, takes her home.
3: Uh, no, that was the fourth one, wasn't it? No.
2: Fourth one's a freedom show, which is the black slaves again. But this time. No, so you've
3: got... There's four, there's four Ozcans. Yeah. There's... Fourth.
0: No, you're right, yeah. the
3: fourth one was where he took Mary home, yep. Yeah, and then I can't remember what the third one was, to be honest. Um, oh, that was when that whole, when the, um, what do you call it, the town was being terrorised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got settlers, so you've got black slaves, Indians, uh, settlers finding a wife. I think, yeah, they're in the same desert or the same area, but they're very different. You know, topics Chapters, of, I suppose, yeah. so you know there's that, and then you've also you know, and then if you go further, there's you know you yeah you've got slaves again, um in the freedom trail, and then uh, I think maybe I think maybe the the art was probably might have been the thing that probably made it same same was that it is by the same artist where all yeah. the others are by different artists in a sense and different yeah. genres. Um, but I enjoyed it. I remember when we were talking about the... Oh, crikey. Um, the last... I think we were talking about one of the last comics in news and we talked about different genres and about how maybe having genres could be the way for um, trade paperbacks and graphic mm. novels and stuff like that. Mm. So maybe this is a good like, teaser to see whether a... Western theme, or we could do like a, you know, Phantom. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> you longer.
2: say a jungle theme. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, you know, so you
2: have read the Phantom, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but,
3: but the point is, is that you know, not all the stories are in the jungle. So what I'm saying is that this could be a, a teaser to be able to see if having the Phantom in different settings. As, you know, could yeah. actually work as a different idea. I, I thought Is it was it, good.
0: Yeah, look, it's interesting, and, and I've been one in the past to really like the idea of themed annuals, and as a theory, I still do. Um, so I, I can't complain too much when a, a themed annual comes out, um, and then I say oh, look, all the stories are the same because they're from the same theme. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This, if I look back at last year's for instance though, the girl phantom um issue, that yep. yes they were all female phantoms, but it was all different artists, lots of different settings, um, lots of different very different stories. And um I think I look, I think that perhaps this theme for this annual might have chosen itself to a degree because yeah. I think that they've, you know, come across the, the four stories by Oscan um and and they've all been you know, that, that Western theme, and they've gone, oh, hang on, all we've got to do is throw in Lee Fox's Phantom Cowboy and these other couple of stories that are also um, Western, oh, we could put a um, Phantom Ranger in the back, and suddenly, you know, it, it all makes sense and it comes together almost by itself in that way. Yeah. So I can see why they've chosen it. But, um, yeah, it probably is the four, even though I really like the art, I think it's the four stories, four consecutive stories that are all by the same artist that probably... Um, yeah.
3: But his art style does look different throughout the years.
0: They're done over a two-year
3: period. No, but like, his art does look different. I would say that his, you know, like the first story almost looks Barryish, and then by the time you even get to the, to the second story, it's, you know, it's probably even more starting to become more Wilson McCoyish. And then probably by the fourth story, it's you know um, it is a lot simpler, mm. just in the styles. But it doesn't like you know in the fourth story there doesn't seem to be as much detailed in the background mm. um, and, and and stuff like that as well. So um, you know yeah, a trained person and a person who can read you know, you can see that it is by the same artist, but if you didn't know that it was by the same artist, um, by the title pages and stuff, I reckon a lot of people would not see that they are by the same artist. Uh, there's, just def- really. there's, there's definitely a design, t- a, a style change throughout the years. Yeah.
2: My, yeah, my is not really with the art. I think the art's very good throughout, but um, mine is more with the the same sameness of the stories Um, even up to Freedom Trail like it's totally different um, creative team on that one Um, it was still more of the same, so I was very um, relieved when I got to the Phantom Cowboy um, which took the the western theme but did it on a different Mm. um, slant Um, and I really enjoyed it I think for me, it's the, the pick of the the book. Mm. Yeah, so I agree with a, that. Call me a focus if you really want to, but um, <laughs> um, no, I'd definitely say that's the that's the pick. And um, I, I do like the assassin, but I remember reading that just recently. I, I think it's been I well, last published in 2012, so it hasn't been that long out of print from a fruit. Yeah. So,
3: um, I had read yeah. that recently. The quality of some of those pages aren't the best either, unfortunately. Of what, The Assassin? The
2: Assassin. Yeah. It's meant to be
3: faded, mate. It's a dream section.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the first page. <laughs> yeah, on the... the, the season, first page, first mm-hmm. page isn't the best.
0: It wasn't the... It's not as clean as some of the it's others. As,
3: no. Yeah, it's 162, 163 aren't the best.
0: Hmm.
3: Um... But yeah, yes. and
0: look, it's it's it, for me, it's a little bit... The Assassin suffers from a similar problem to the aliens in Phantom Cowboy. Like, anything... <laughs> once once you get into the supernatural and time travel and, you know, that it sort loses of
3: stuff, It loses you, doesn't
0: it, Dan? It, 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 it loses at me a bit. It really does.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Well, hey, I, in, in talk, I agree with what you're saying about the um, the supernatural, but it's not the worst supernatural theme. It's sort of almost... It's almost half believable. It's not as bad as yeah. bullet aliens and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I was pleased that um, some mention was made in Andreas's um, introduction that uh, the Phantom Cowboy was Cy Barry's last story. And I thought it yeah. was really interesting to read through that. And I reckon you can just about tell... You talk about um, art styles changing... You can tell a really clear difference, I think, as this progresses, particularly <laughs> around the Phantom's face, as much as anything. It becomes yeah, it was odd. really look,
2: looking closely to try and find it.
0: It becomes a lot squarer in the face, I reckon, as you as you go through the story.
3: Yeah. When was the last time Barry was credited?
0: This is it, 94. This is his but last... I'm
3: talking about actual date. Uh, it doesn't say obviously. Barry, just as folk. Yeah, no, it says. So, I the last time he was credited in the little box was nine dash three on page one three five. So that will be what I do. Month second. So the ninth day of the third month. It's the last so, time you see um, Fork's name. I mean Barry's name in the mm-hmm. credits. And if you look at those two pages, I reckon you can see the difference in oh, yeah, the fan's face.
0: What page? One eighteen. What page are you on?
3: One three five. One
0: three five.
2: Yeah. So third of September would have been his yeah. last one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And certainly by the time you get over to the next page um, on on one thirty six, very very square.
3: Yeah, and even the name fork is written differently as well. Hmm. Yep. Um. Got the eagle eye out on that one.
0: Actually, that that happens. But yeah, that's exactly right. Immediately, the next uh, the next line. And,
3: and he's good. not credited either, mm. um, Olsen and Williams. Olson and Williams. I don't think they're credited at all that's in it. that story.
0: Well, it looks like because it's uh, it goes from the the third of September to the fifth of September. So the fourth of September must have been a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Back in '94,
2: pick that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and what do we think of the cover?
3: Um, not the best of Antonio's, and I like Antonio's work. I think he's, um, you know, he's he's produced a lot of good covers over a long period of time. I like the cover, but I just don't think it's the best one I've seen from him.
2: Yeah, like I can agree with that. Um, it has a. Um, oh, it would have been about over a decade ago. They released um, all the original John James Bond novels as a set, um, and the artwork is very similar to that. Um, it has that? Yeah, it has that type of feel to it. Um, so I like that feel, but yeah, there's it, 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 just something slightly off that doesn't, doesn't
3: quite sit, grab you.
2: Yeah, particularly the front cover. The, the front cover. Thought, you know, something could be better, like lines clearer or something. I thought the back cover, it's a good back cover, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did like the nice uh, touch to the, uh, the the logo, the yeah. wood paddling there. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. And, can um, yeah, the fonts and stuff that they use there. Um, and the title, I thought that was all good. Um, Dan, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I, I like Antonio's work as well, and I think you need to... Um you talk about the clear lines and that sort of thing. Antonio's is not necessarily known for his clear lines, um, especially if it's a, a painted cover. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, issue, issues with forward. that. I
2: realise, but it, I'm just looking at that at the phantom firing the gun and just that just doesn't look yeah. right.
0: No, fair call. It's it, I don't know. Just it's it, it, it's a it's a montage. You know, I've got it open um, so I can see front and back at the moment, and it's just a big. Montage, I suppose, of just here's things that you might see in the Wild West, and I like I like a cover image that tells a bit of a story in itself, and this is just a whole bunch of um, here's some things that fit in cowboy stories.
4: Yeah.
3: So, yeah, it would have would have been nice. I like the shooting phantom. It would have been nice if there was like a um uh if like if that was the main sort of like the phantom, you know, shooting in a. In a standoff with someone else and stuff like that. Because, you know, when when I think of Phantom, I mean, when I think of the Wild West, that's majority of the time that comes up to me would be, you know, the... Uh, the duels. The old, yeah, the showdowns and mm. stuff like that. So I like the idea of the Phantom shooting, but if that was maybe the main image of the story of the cover, I think it, that would have interested me a little bit more. It's not the worst cover that we've seen. And to be honest, we are rather spoilt these days. Oh, absolutely! A couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, that's, this, no, that's exactly
0: this right. Would
3: have, this would have easily won cover of the year probably three years ago. <laughs> and yep. now we're saying that it's not our favourite. Oh, uh, now, now, now we going on! Yeah. We're, we're very right. quick, very quick to forget <laughs> and um, uh, become more picky. Yep. Mm. What about the page size? Did the page size kind of bother you that we're only getting, you know, 200 pages?
0: Yeah, look, it, it, oh, look to be honest, by the time I finished the eighth story or whatever it was, I wasn't ready for another Phantom uh, Cowboy story. So I probably didn't miss um, the extra maybe story or two that we, we've got when we saw the 300-page um, annuals come out. And I think, too, uh, we're seeing... We, I, I, this is a gut feel. Um, I've got no statistics or anything to back this up but i feel like we're seeing more bigger specials lately like if we go back to the, yes. the wedding special um you know the 80th anniversary special the year before last so i feel i feel like we are probably getting the same well I, i'm confident we're getting more pages per year um of fandom stories um just not as yeah. many in this one book i suppose
2: that's a that's a yeah. good point, and I agree with you. Like, yeah, you see the two twelve. Didn't these used to be about three hundred at least? And mm. but then, yeah, by the end of it, no, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it, it, I reckon use the being
3: a bit. A, bit a, I being a bit harsh with this annual.
2: I'm not being. I, I, I've enjoyed it. I think it was the perfect size. If you had another one on there, it would take it away.
3: Yeah, I I think a lot of yeah. I don't know. I, I would have now me personally, and this is probably somewhere where we need to move on to, me personally, I would still prefer the replica being removed and getting another story um because those thirty pages in the replica you could you know get in the in the annual um, but I just yeah i I, I just I don't know I, I think it was a little bit light on, but I guess with the mask and the air replica, hmm. something has to give.
0: Well, surely, surely, with the mask, um, you know, you've been one of your arguments against the replica for a while now has been, oh, what else could we get? Well, we got the mask, so you know, we got the replica and the the mask.
2: The tribe has spoken, Jermaine. That we're keeping the replica.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And um, you get the old, old codgers like the replicas, and then you get you know the the young hip collectors that don't want the replica. But um, I was actually speaking to hip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, ask ask my daughter. If she thinks I'm Matt. cool. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a pen, bun and stuff. <laughs> um, no, so I was talking to a young fella that I've been. Mean, uh, he's, oh, he's 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 very quiet, a bit of an introvert, and um, his his dad's kind of not really sure. Uh, and he's you know he's shown some interesting comics before, so. I gave him a couple of Phantom comics because you know he could do worse, um, and he actually brought the the Phantom annual. I think it was his first comic, first Phantom comic he's actually um, uh, he's actually brought. And um, I asked him, I said, "Oh, so do you like it?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I like it, I like it." And I said, oh, "What was your favourite bit?" And he said, "The replica." <laughs> oh, you could have um, bowled me over with a feather.
0: How old is this young fella?
3: Oh, it's probably about. Oh, I think you will probably be in year eight, year nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he liked the replica. He was just, it was, it was wrapped and didn't care about the Phantom mask. Or because I said, "Oh, what about the Phantom mask? Did you like that?" And he was like, "Yeah, but he, you know," then he said he preferred the um, oh, the replica. Well, I, do I you know why? Because it was
0: written by the master. It was illustrated by one of the greats, <laughs> and it's a classic story. And look, I know for a fact that the because um, when we, when we were doing the, the looking at the for those who came in late trade paperback, um, I thought, oh, wouldn't Lee Falk's story of how um, he Phantom got hero wouldn't have that have been better? And that and that is this story. Um, the I can't remember what's the title of it now. The, the- oh. The-
3: um... The Royal Prisoner.
0: The Royal Prisoner, yes, sorry, it's it's right on the cover I'm looking at. it. Yeah, so The Royal Prisoner, this is the story of how the Phantom got Hero, but in this particular edition, it stops um, about two pages before (laughs) the grateful Maharaja gives Hero to the Phantom, so we don't actually see that part of the story. So I I accept your point about, um, you know, it's a shame we didn't see the full versions of these stories, um, but it just goes to show that if you're a kid in grade eight or nine who doesn't know what you're missing, these are still awesome.
2: And that's yeah. right. Like when we started collecting, like when I started collecting, about that same age, and you got them in the um, in the annuals, thought this is great. Look at this. This, and you know, like a window to the past. Yeah. But now that we're older and we've seen the actual full stories and stuff, now I think, oh, now we've got these replicas again. But there's still, you know, a nice little um, touch of the past, and yeah. Like, I didn't read the story, but I'm glad it's there. I might read it if there's another two-week gap between phantoms or something. Oh, no, we've got replicas again coming up next week, don't we? Yeah. I'm a bit excited
0: about that, actually, because um, the Toad Men is one of them, and oh, it's right. one of the stories that's in the replica, and the Toad Men would just about be my all-time favourite phantom story, I think.
3: Have to give it a read, then. Yeah. But that's next week. Yeah, that's, that's the next comic to the news. But yeah, I thought it would be worth uh, sharing that story um, about a young fella picking up the annual. It's his first comic he's ever... Um, his ever... fan comic he's ever brought. And one of the most favourite things you like out of it was the replica. So um, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Dudley will probably be listening to this and chuckling to himself. <laughs> um, just like Stephen is and Dan when I told him the story as well um, but yeah it was um, so I, I guess you know for from market research for one foot 13, 14 year old boy who hasn't, who hasn't uh, found girls yet um, he enjoyed the replica and he enjoyed the annual so uh, you know all thumbs up and he was more excited about this than the kid phantom as well so
0: and look, to be honest, the um, the cover of you know through number twenty six is yeah. a really cool cover. Um, that you know, obviously it's it's from the nineteen thirties or early forties whenever it was first published. But mm. you know, I, I probably prefer that cover to the Phantom Goes West cover.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think it's apples and oranges, but I take your point. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think we're being a little bit harsh on the annual. It, say
0: it's I liked it. it probably does it, it probably has come across and sounds like I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um I hope that's it yeah. I, I, that's I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy reading fandom stories. Um yeah, as you say, we can af- we we can afford to be a bit more fussy um and, and pedantic these days.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Um, he made a mention of it just a, a minute or two ago, but the kid phantom has uh, number three has re- been released um now right. my, kids have, <laughs> my kids have really enjoyed it. They haven't actually opened up the comic. they love the badges my boy <laughs> my boys uh one of them's got it sitting up on his shelf with you know with his three crew, that's Tom and uh jeremy, well, he was there when I bought it, so he wore the badge all that day then um he took it off to go to bed. Then the last two nights, so last night and tonight, he's put it on when he's gone to bed. So um, (laughs) hopefully he doesn't, you know, come off and stoke himself in the night. (laughs) Yeah. But um, he loves wearing that badge. So um, that was an excellent little inclusion there. Um, And I don't need to keep one for myself because, thank you, Glenn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think that it's a really cool um, little extra um, that... uh, that's been included and it's the first of 6 we've seen um we know that the, the there's six there um so i guess um the the freebies are sorted for the next 18 months of mm. uh, kid phantom um we know now that um the when i wrote the poster on them I, we we didn't really know who one of them was turns out that's going to be young Mandrake.
3: Um, oh, which... drake
0: <laughs> yes yoing. <laughs> yes, um, that, that's an unfortunate little typo that's got through on the universe card. Um, yeah,
3: but that, I think that, that will haunt them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think it might come up in conversation at uh, Leafalk dinners and that sort of thing? Uh, They'll that, that be, be not hearing the end of that probably for the next three years, I would say. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm sure you, you should probably, write. You
0: should write a letter into the forum um, supporting <laughs> supporting the replica, telling them how a Yoing Phantom fan <laughs> really enjoyed it. Uh, it.
2: Really, really expanding to the Yoing Mac market. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 30. G'day, Glenn and Dudley and Rene, how How we going? <laughs> yeah. um, first off, the cover is brilliant and Kit Phantom. Yeah. Um, there's a, And after reading this, and I just... And it was a quick read. Um, all the um, Easter eggs that popped out. We're going to talk about the Easter... We'll talk about the Easter eggs later. No, but, um, I
3: can go to the Easter eggs now.
2: Easter eggs, Well, there's an Easter egg on the back cover. Okay,
3: what's that?
0: 36. hmm Yep. Vote
3: number
0: yep. 36 for 1936 of the yep. uh, first story. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, well, that's yours. So, Jermaine, what's the
3: first one you... What's the one that you saw? To be honest... I wasn't really looking for Easter eggs. I was just reading the comic, and then I thought, oh, have I finished it? Um, but is that other... I wasn't looking for them. They just sprung out. Yeah. yeah. Was that other boat one, the LF0411, was that, yeah. that one as well? Well, that's,
0: um, I reckon that's Lee Fork, and he was born in April of 1911. So that's what that'll mm. be, LF04, April 11, 1911.
3: Yeah. Oh, so should well, that be eleven oh four if we if it's the the, the American um
0: uh, we're not in America. Kid Fat is <laughs> an Australian creation and they do the date properly.
3: <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that was one that I kinda thought, yeah, that's probably one. Um and then you got the thirty six and the other one.
4: That, uh, that must a-
3: have been, that's probably the only one that I actually really spotted. Although I will say that um that uh the guy on the back cover with the um, the main guy who kind, of, who kind of looks a bit like a, a young, um, what's that dude from the Daily Stories, a chatter or the python? Oh, yeah. Do you, mean like the, python. do you mean
0: the, the pirate with the red bandana?
3: No, 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 no. The, the black fella.
0: Down low, central? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: What about you, other... Dan? Oh, sorry. What about you? If we're just flicking through the pages, like start from the start, where's... We have...
0: Well, are we done with the Easter eggs, or are we still going? No, no, we're still going with the Easter eggs. Oh, okay, page eleven. Um, they are staying in cabin number nineteen
2: thirty six. Yep, that actually comes in page nine too. So that's right oh, for. Is it. it? There you
0: but,
2: go. Yeah, but page eleven—that was the first one that I spotted when I saw nineteen thirty six on the door. I thought, hang on. Yep. What else is in here?
0: Oh, that's right. Mason puts Easter eggs in.
2: <laughs> so, it yeah, well, that was the first one that I saw. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and then next page, page 13. Do you see the one there?
3: Page 13. Yeah. Oh, the spider web symbol.
0: Yeah,
3: spider web symbol from the movie. Yeah, yep. I must admit, I did see that one.
2: Yeah. Um, now, the next page... Page
3: fifteen.
2: Yep. See the one there? Mi- the middle panel.
0: Um, I'm gonna feel like nah. idiot in a
2: second. Yes, you're a folk. Come on, focused. It's staring you right in the face.
0: The the red and white striped beanie. Yep.
2: The, the the beanie. That well, I didn't know if it was red, but you know, the striped beanie from the was it the bad guys or the bad ones? Ah, uh, yep, yep.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
3: And you call yourself the five ones. Yeah, that's a good you're,
0: one. You were looking very closely. Well done.
3: Mm. We
2: got, if you really want to say it, we've got Popeye on page 14 with the anchor tattoo, but we've,
3: that's probably just a tattoo. That'll be just, um, um, yeah. A generic, yeah. yeah. What other ones have we got? Dave, you're on fire, these, um, mate.
2: Well, they're the ones I first spotted. I've got to turn
3: the pages now. Well, um, I, I must say, I really
0: enjoyed on page two, um, it's not an Easter egg, maybe, but it's certainly a tribute in um, the, the last dialogue panel on page two. Today, as always before, striking suddenly, mysteriously, sometimes clumsily, Kid Phantom works it out, <laughs> um, which is obviously a, 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 you know, not a rip-off, a tribute to um, the, for those who came in late. The, the very first title panel by um, old Ray Moore drew it, and uh, Lee Fork would have written that, but it's uh, worded very, very similarly. Just thrown in the sometimes clumsily. <laughs>
2: yeah. there, was, there was something in the dialogue, but it, I can't remember now. I don't and of think course,
0: on oh, page three, um, the boat they're on is the SS Trotter. I'm sure we would have mentioned that before.
3: Yeah, we've mentioned that one from a past one.
0: Yep. And I was, I've was, got to say, I was really studying the captain's quarters on pages four and five because I thought there's got to be something in those. Um, the boat on his desk or the bookshelf or the pictures in the background but i don't think so
3: so is there any more easter eggs you found uh, maybe there's a
2: red beard pirate maybe but that's <laughs> probably grasping at straws there mm-hmm. so, so those are the on ones with... that yeah, let's get to the story mm. yeah yep so um if you don't know the kid found him he's making his way over to america uh, he's left Bengali. Um, he's on the boat with um, Garam. Um, what do you think about the relationship that um, the kid has with Garam? Because uh, to me, it it doesn't sit right. Like um, they seem to have a lot of arguments and stuff, which I never really got out of the um, you know the main stories. I sh- I'd say. What what do you guys feel about that?
3: Um, I don't mind it, actually, because you've, we know Well, you know we they're going to be him, best mates. Yeah, we did see them fight in uh, the, what do you call it, stories, in the um, stories we have seen from Lee Fork and all that, you know, like when they were fighting and um, Diana broke them up. So, yeah, so, I don't know. In um, the childhood stories. In the childhood stories. So we did see the family. Oh, okay. And, and Guran fight there, so mm. I think they've obviously carried on the, the tension that was there. Um, Kid Phantom is definitely shown as quite cocky. Mm. Um, very I would, impulsive. Very impulsive. That's a good word. Um, I thought it was. I, I must admit, I thought um, he had kind of had that knocked out of him, um, and I you know I thought he had already reached you know, the bottom and things were starting to turn up like right when he stuck up for Guran. But then I guess when he locks, you know, Guran up and I, I think, you know, he I think he was, you know, wrong there. Um and, you know, I think he was within his rights to tell that, you know, you can't we're not we not we can not do it. There's two boats, you know, there's two two ships full of pirates. You know, we need to be patient and stuff like that. But I also think it was very big of Guran to you know, put that aside and stick up for the Phantom and get him out of trouble, and mm. it was, uh, I think, if anything, in this story, he's probably been shown, you know, probably more Phantom-like out of, um, mm. you know, in this story than what the Phantom has actually well, it, been. It,
0: it does make sense, because green's yeah. 25, he's isn't older. he, and, yeah. and, and um, Kit's... Twelve or whatever it is, ten or 12. Yeah, supposed
2: to be, twelve. yeah, ten years his senior and yeah, and yeah, he's supposed to be his mentor and and what have yeah. you. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was probably a bit surprised that um, that Kit, as the as the Phantom, got away with um, beating up as on as many pirates as he did, which I guess is a good, his job, main, there, didn't he? He did. He like <laughs> completely destroyed a ship. Um, or, or cleaned a ship out of pirates, which was pretty cool. And that was explained by um, Captain Cleaver when um, she said something about um, that's the, the trainee ship, basically. Um, all the all the big bad pirates are on my boat, um, hmm. so so that kind of made sense. But uh, up to but that, he still time,
3: took I them out as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. So he's uh, he's obviously a dynamo, which you, you would expect, but probably yeah. Whether it was
3: well, it was probably more than he, I yeah. expected. I, I wasn't too surprised by that because he, you know, in the, um, you know, in the, in the childhood of the fandom, and remember, this is all based off the childhood mm-hmm. of the fandom with stuff added to it, he was always, you know, he, he fought the guy in issue two, you know, mm-hmm. knocked him out easily, um, you know, he's uh beaten up bullies at school, he fought the heavy world champion and stuff like that, so, I think, you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibilities for someone who's been jungle trained from the age of, you know, for the last 10 years to be able to beat up people who, you know, drink, smoke, swallow mm. and all the other type of stuff and hide behind their guns. So I, I thought it was good to see the Phantom do that, but I think Guran was probably definitely more phantom-like with his mannerisms, and there's also, and I think they also were able, it was good to be able to show that the fandom does, is still got a lot to learn. Mm. Oh,
0: for sure, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the, I, I was going to say I really like the relationship between the two of them, I think, that um, there, there is, you can see that there's that mentoring process, and, and Garand's done yeah. the trick that every parent um, does to their kid where I'm not angry at you, I'm just disappointed. And
4: that's
0: <laughs> one of the most powerful things that you can say to a kid. Um, and yeah. so, in the yeah, um, at the end and the way that this finishes, you know, right, we're about to move on. Hopefully, kids learnt a lesson here. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see.
4: Yeah.
3: Sorry, you go. I was just going to...
2: Oh, I thought we were up to about a summary, so I was just going to think overall what do you think of the... Of the The book, the the artwork, the story—I
0: loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, Mm. I think this is; um, these are coming together really, really well. Um, And and you can see that you know they're all standalone chapters, but there's going to be an arc um, where it all evolves as well. So um, that's what I like too.
2: There's no um, there's no cliffhanger type things. They are Mm. separate chapters in the overall arc, which are there's a good continuation there. Well, um, for,
0: for a story, for a comic that's going to be aimed at, you know, 8 to 12-year-olds, they need that, they need, mm. and, and it's only coming out every three months, you can't leave an 8-year-old hanging for that long, but so they right. can't get till after breakfast.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's hard yeah I it think it's excellent, it was worth that. the wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, for sure.
2: But don't
3: make us wait longer next time. <laughs> so, which out of the three stories so far, which one of you's enjoyed the most?
0: The three kid fandom stories?
3: Yeah, I'd have to read the other two again.
0: What uh, What happened in the second one? Was mm-hmm. that when he first got on the boat? Beat up the this one, I'd say, yeah. This is probably the, my yeah. favourite of the three.
3: Yeah, yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, I would I have, have to, th- to agree with that this is probably my favourite out of the three. Um, yeah. so the first one uh, was, you know, basically leaving the deep woods.
0: Yeah, and did the did go. Beat up on some poachers.
3: Mm. Yeah, and then, and then the second one was you know getting to the boat and then beating up the bad guy at the end, and then the third one is um, beating the pirates.
0: Tell you what though, if that's a if that's a um, a progression of action, issue four's got some work to do because he's beat up like we said <laughs> an entire ship of pirates. Next time he's going to have to destroy an army.
2: <laughs> that's yeah, it's it. Not, it's not beyond him.
3: No, it's not. I'm starting to think that. But um, I think you raise a good point about the fact how, you know, we're we're seeing the Phantom grow as a character throughout the stories, and we're seeing, and it's not, and we've said it before, but we like when we see, um, like, the Phantom having, you know, being fallible, having faults, having issues. Mm. And stuff like that, and we're seeing that in this. Like, you know, he's he's impulsive, and then yeah, he gets he saves the day, but at what cost? Um, you know, what cost is their relationship between him and Guran? Um, you know, so we're we going to be able to see. You know, yeah, you might be he might you know technically he was correct because he saved the boat, but you know sometimes being right's not always the um, you don't always win when you're right.
0: You sound like um, you're married.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, ten years. Ten, ten past years. <laughs> I haven't learned that in ten years.
2: <laughs> um, so what do we think of the little maids and the things in, in the cover there? Hey, in I the... thought
0: that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, please how many, I ago, go how many
3: goes did it take you to uh, find your way to the deep woods or to the waterfall? I haven't done it yet. You haven't done it yet? You know, you to actually
2: draw on it, you can just do it with, with trace around with your finger. Yeah, yeah. true.
3: <laughs> I must admit it's I got it first go.
0: Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just I think it's really cool that they that they published the winning artwork there. Um yeah. and that's come in. Um, so that's that's pretty cool for Maya Dent of Dubbo. Congratulations Maya. And, uh, the, yeah, the maze. I'm looking forward to that, and this is, I guess, it's certainly got nothing to do with the creative team. It's a bit of a shame that the subscriptions haven't come in yet. I think I mentioned that I bought, um, mm. a subscription to Kid Phantom for Angus for Christmas, and so as a result of that, I, he hasn't seen it yet because I want him to get his envelope and then open the envelope and, you know, <laughs> discover the badge yeah. for himself and all that sort of stuff. Um, so he hasn't read it yet and hasn't done the maze or anything, but I'm sure he will, um, this this is why he needs his copy because he will get a pen and yeah. probably take six ghosts to work his way through the maze.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw one of my kids' copies had um had text right over the maze, so they've had a crack at it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and good on them. That's what it's about. It's got to be interactive, oh, exactly. and that's why something like this is really cool um, yes. to have in there. Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather have that. Uh, you know this this centerfold, so to speak, rather than the um what was in number one was the Oh, no, it was the stickers in number one it might have been yeah it must have been the collaring competition number two but anyway yeah yeah it's it's good to see
2: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and be- and before we move on from the comic it wasn't mentioned in the comic but it's mentioned on the back of the mask that there's a um a kid Phantom website um it's not it doesn't seem to be
3: live yet but um,
0: yeah. and on the back of the badges. yeah all right badges was it
3: yeah and there's been a Facebook page that's uh, popped up as well, um, yeah. which has been a little bit of action of as well, which is kind of nice. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the website, like everything else, is madly being done last minute.
0: What sort of stuff um, do you reckon? Do you, do you reckon that'll be a website designed for kids or for? um
3: will uh, have your, to have a kids element.
0: Have to be for kids, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah. I think eventually it will. Um, I think probably. You know, uh, you know uh, I don't think... I think we'll see a little bit of... A, a fairly simple site to probably start off with and, um, you know, reading a little bit between the lines and all that, I reckon we'll see a lot more things like The Maze and stuff like that, which will... Yeah. games. Yeah, some games and some, you know, videos and stuff. And you need that type of stuff to, um, you know, get the kids' interest. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, the, the, and unfortunately, we're not going to see a, a, you wouldn't think, a complicated game because that's going to require, you know, the animation and the artwork to go into that as well. And, you know, I think um, Paul and... Well, Paul's certainly got enough to do here. Maybe the creative team that helped him out on um, Kid Phantom... Well, he didn't do it. Uh, the the creative students, team that it? helped out on homework. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. students there, maybe they could get involved. and That'd be a pretty <laughs> cool part-time job for a, a recently graduated student.
3: Yeah, but I mean, it comes down to time, money and stuff like that and it's you know it's not easy doing that type of stuff Mm. um you know when we go to websites like abc you know disney and stuff like that their budgets are you know a lot bigger than what i would assume uh fru's would be yeah
0: well that's fair but it's not my time and it's not my money so i just Mm. want to see it
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: And talking about time, and well, Paul Mason's time—he's spending some time with his own podcast. Um, he's teamed up with Amanda Batchy, but oh, uh, I'm I assuming yep. Um
0: I've
2: forgotten what the name of the podcast is. It's always popping up on my Facebook. It's called um, the
0: my, most popular podcast.
2: That's it—the most popular <laughs> podcast. Um, so check it out. They've got a um, a Facebook page, so which was just that most popular pop- podcast, and um, you should be able to. Um, get around that, so that'll be yeah. good.
0: The really, the really cool thing that they're doing is um, Amanda's also putting it up. She's basically the brains behind it, and Paul um, is a special guest. It's a bit like uh, Paul is a bit like Jermaine on ours. Um, <laughs> 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 no, um,
3: right, so no, you're saying I that I, I, you know, you do all the work, and I make the podcast.
0: <laughs> something like that <laughs> uh, no what, what's really cool is what Amanda's been doing is the um, the YouTube videos to go with it where she does a she films a time lapse of Paul drawing Kid Phantom and so you can actually sit there and um, they're only short podcasts so they've got a lot to learn um, <laughs> they, they've been going around the 25 to 30 minute mark and um, really? so if you've got a, <laughs> sorry
3: really we're just finishing our intro by then
0: (laughs) yeah i know as i say they're only on episode three or four or something like that um but yeah if you've got a spare 25 minutes you can sit and watch paul um draw a page of um of kid phantom and it and it is cool because it's not it's not um a spoiler or anything like that it literally is him just working on a page and um i think pod um podcast one was drawing the page podcast two was coloring that same page so um yeah. yeah it's interesting
2: Cool, um, and, and talking about YouTube, we've got our are now up on YouTube, or some of them are up on YouTube now, Dan?
0: Yeah, that came as a suggestion from um, Jeremy Klein, um, I hope I've got that right, um, share that to you Jeremy if you're listening, um, yeah, that was a comment on um, one of the, the Chronicle Chamber web posts or blogs um, featuring it, and he said, why don't you put these on YouTube, and um, I couldn't think of a good reason why not, so <laughs> it, it, it's actually really quite easy for us to do. It turns out, um, you know, it's, it's once you do everything else for the podcast, it's probably only an extra ten minutes of work, and then, you know, in Australian internet, about six hours of up, upload time <laughs>
4: um,
0: to get it up there. So, yeah, um, it, you know, a few people are listening that way apparently. So um, why not? So yeah, next time you're on YouTube, you can <laughs> you can sit there and watch a um, a still and listen to us. Yeah.
2: Well, what else would you rather be doing?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, um, it's at this time that we're going to uh, go to a pre-recorded interview. Um, now, you'll remember that we spoke to Alex Winter uh, about a month or so ago about the uh, Phantom board game that's being developed. Well, now we have the other half of the, of that team, Dale McCanty. So here it is, our interview with Dale McCanty. OK, so anyone who's listened to our podcast, uh, which number would it have been? Da- um, oh, Daniel, usually on the... 87, you reckon? 86. It was a- 86. 86. You would have heard um, we had Alex Winter on, on the podcast, who is a game designer, and he's one half of the team behind the new Phantom game that, that's coming out. Well, we'd like to say shortly, but there's still a few things to work out. Um, the other half is Dale McCanty, and we just so happen to have Dale here with us today. How you going, Dale?
0: Good,
5: guys. Yourself? Oh, I'm very good. Excellent.
0: Thanks for joining us,
5: Dale. It's good to talk to you. Now it's good to be on the show. So, have you
3: managed to listen to many of the shows yet?
5: Yeah, I've had a bit of a listen. Um, I checked out Alex's one. He did a great little interview with you guys. And I've checked out Glenn's and a couple of others. So, yeah, doing good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Thank Um, you very much.
0: The upside is, for you, that you're not going to have to explain Kickstarter to everybody. So, um...
5: (laughs) (laughs) It was very in depth, wasn't it, what Alex had to say?
0: Oh, but I think yes. important to the fandom crowd because not a lot of them will have had involvement with Kickstarter yes. before. <laughs>
5: That's great. Well, as Alex said, uh, MerchantWise also had never heard of Kickstarter, so. Yeah. Mm. A area for I guess, a lot of people. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Something that I thought was interesting was um, when Alex was was talking, he said that you actually have been reading the, the, the comics, so have you been a fan for a long time or you just happened to pick up that? That issue?
5: No, I've. Um, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of the Phantom. Um, it was one of the couple of things I used to cut out of the paper. Um, I used to cut out the the Bunnings guy. He was like the <laughs> yes. cartoon guy in the Bunnings uh, catalogue. Yes. The Phantom and him, I used to cut out and collect. Right. Um, <laughs> it was weird. There you go. That's a, that's <laughs> a
0: very niche market. The, the Bunnings guy.
5: Funny. <laughs> I, look, that's my next game. I'm going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But no, look, I've been a fan for a long time, um, but with Fru, uh, I started picking them up again maybe a year a year or so ago again, and yeah, just sort of stumbled across the um, Pirates of the Red Dragon story, and as Alex said, it was very similar to our game uh, design that we were already sort of working on, mm. and everything just sort of fell into place from there.
0: So, was there any reason in particular you picked up Fru's again a year ago, or...?
5: Um, the, the biggest thing was uh, seeing Phantom by Gaslight. I've worked with um, Jason Paulus before um, on a book of mine, Ink Tales, and just seeing sort of his name pop up sort of made me have a look. I know um, Paul Mason as well, um, he's stuck with Kid Phantom, so I did notice that a lot of Australians uh, were sort of getting a chance to contribute to the Phantom, um, and that really did pique my interest again, so I decided to mm. start.
3: So, i got a question. Was it um, in, in the interview with uh, Alex, he said that you forgot the uh, the cards um, on your trip to, uh, to Sydney. Is that correct? Or did you want to um, correct the uh, narrative a little bit while you've got your opportunity?
5: Look, the, the way the memory works is a funny thing. So in, <laughs> my, <laughs> in my head, I thought it was Alex, but no, he's, he's definitely right. That was me talking about. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, we found some beautiful purple sort of uh, card slips. So you know, it was meant up. to be <laughs> we had that So you know, and that sold it. The three guys, uh, Renee and Glenn, just, they just saw that, that purple and went, "Yeah, we want it." <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, cool. that's good. So with the with the story of um, of uh, the Red Dragon, well you were saying, that it's very similar as the story that you've got. Um, was it? Was it that that hooked you, or was there other aspects of the actual story that kind of like you know sold it for you?
5: It's it's mainly the the third installment of that series or that trilogy, um, yeah. where the Phantom is sort of going through and having to pass different traps. Um, our board game is sort of like a Indiana Jones esque type of game. Um, already it was. so having So reading that sort of issue And seeing the Phantom Doing the same things uh, It was quite easy to tailor uh, The game already designed Towards the Phantom So it really was that single issue That sort of made me go You know what, this could be a Phantom game We've done a lot of adjustments from there It wasn't just, hey, let's slap a skin on top That was just the, the point Where I was like, this could be a Phantom game And now it is
3: Yeah Okay, so I think you've just given away the concept of the game, which um uh, thank you for that. Uh,
5: <laughs> that was meant to be a better kept secret, but
3: yeah. <laughs> I think Alex
2: pretty much said it last time. Yeah, that's I exactly was, right.
3: <laughs> I must have missed over that bit, but I did not I do not remember Alex talking about how there's that there's the the this the, the, the um areas you have to go over. Getting so I must have missed that one. Yeah, no, I must have missed that. You
0: might have to go back and read Pirates of the Red Dragon, Jim.
3: No, I remember the story. I just didn't <laughs> remember... Um, uh, he remembers the pictures.
5: Certain <laughs> <laughs> yes. so panels, um, Jermaine, do you remember?
3: Yeah, I remember certain panels.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alex has told us that it's all
0: going to be very family-friendly, um, the, the final copy.
5: It is, yeah. Look, I'm after listening to Alex and I have started a strip version of the game, so don't worry, guys. There will be something for you.
3: <laughs> I think that, just for the record, that was Dan, not not any of the rest of us. And when we do play for at Supernova, can we make sure it's not that version?
5: <laughs> no, no promises, guys.
3: Uh,
0: so um, obviously, we're all fairly unfamiliar with the like actually creating a game and taking it from you know, an idea in your head into something that you can actually um, start to market and that sort of thing. Um, is this the sort of thing that, um, well, it sounds like you work on it uh, fairly regularly and, and you're, you're progressing along, you know, since we spoke to Dale, uh, since we spoke to Alex, that sort of thing?
5: Yeah, definitely. So the game itself is almost, almost finished. There's, I'd probably need to play test it a couple or more times and then, that's it. The game is sort of set in stone. Oh, cool. um, the stage that we're at now is actually just getting the art from Glenn Ford um, and working out the actual aesthetics and the look of it and the feel for the game. So that's, I think, the next major hurdle. the The game design itself is is pretty much done. Right
3: now, as a designer, is this where is it? No, no, sorry. You're the writer. Alex was the designer. Was is that right?
5: So, uh, Alex's background is graphic designer. Um, Yeah, so he's sort of, I came up with an idea originally and approached Alex to sort of hop on board um, and make a game together. So, for this particular game, we're co-designers. So, we share share equal parts. But he'll be doing a lot more of the graphic design when it comes to finalising the game, whereas I'm more on the writing the rule book and I've created the story behind it, because I am a writer, comic writer. Yes, yes,
3: that's right. So, So... you,
0: we should have mentioned, you have produced After the Snow, which is the the Snow White sequel. Is that a fair, yeah, very so short my, summary?
5: <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So I run um, a company called White Cat Press in Melbourne, Australia, um, and this is my third book that I've released. And yeah, it's called After the Snow. It's basically a sequel to the original Brothers Grimm uh, story of Little Snow White. Okay. And, and I just sort of run with it. Um, it's set 18 years After the story when she met the seven dwarfs. And yeah, what sort of mayhem she gets up to after that. Cool. Which I just actually released on Kickstarter, so successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, We were
3: looking at that up. Yeah, what was it, forty eight hours you were funded?
5: Yeah, completely funded. It was actually under forty eight, but just forty eight has a better ring to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was we made like eight thousand over eight thousand dollars in pre orders. Um, which, for an Australian indie uh, comic, is is really big. That's a large amount. Mm.
3: Yeah, and you had about ten different levels, I think it was as well, for memory.
5: In regards to rewards. Yeah, yeah. So there was different types of items um, that we sort of created with the book: um, stickers, bookmarks, posters, original art, commissions um it's just so we could sort of have you know people at the lower end sort of just like the mm. donation end and then people on the sort of the far end um get a lot of sort of a lot of product. Mm.
3: and and the prices were fairly reasonable as well
5: yeah it's, they're competitive um i guess for indie comics yeah they're on par
3: yeah
0: so um i've in terms of comic book writing, and you mentioned writing the rule book, um, Alex said that you were maybe hoping to produce the rule book as a comic book. Is that, is that possible? Is that where you're going?
5: Uh, look, that was uh, sort of in discussion originally. Um, that idea has been completely abandoned. <laughs> uh, <Fair enough. laughs> you're biting off more than I can sort of stomach, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Rule book will we'll just sort of explain the rules, but it's yeah. going to have incredible Glenn Ford. Uh, art in the book, so it'll be uh, something to look at as well. Oh, okay, cool. Well, cool. I'm getting so excited for
2: this game every time someone, every time you mention something about it, I just can't wait for it to come out.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex and I've been working on it for such a long time. It's um, it's pretty incredible that we've sort of gotten to this stage. And the next year, I guess, is going to be pretty intense for us. Um, when the Kickstarter sort of goes live, that will be everything. We'll yeah. sort of be breathing Kickstarter because it really does take up every minute of your life, uh, as Alex and I've uh, discovered with our previous Kickstarters. Um, so yeah, you got to be really prepared for it. But look, we've done it before uh, multiple times, so we're prepared and we're just ready to get it out there mm. and sort of let the the Phantom fans have a look and, and pre order hopefully.
0: What does that mean when you say it takes up every every moment? Is that it's not just you staring at a screen hoping that numbers go up? Are you also, um, you know, really plugging it, getting around and trying to talk to as many people as you can and, and publicise? Is that what you're talking about?
5: Yeah, yeah. So you got to release a whole bunch of um, press releases, uh, do interviews. Um, also just responding in the comments, uh, looking over mm. what orders are already there. Um, coming up with stretch goals, normally you have them all, pre-planned, uh, but, you know, you can get a bigger response than you first thought, which is what happened After the Snow. Um, so then, creatively, you need to think of what can you release, what other items would the public want to see, whilst also not blowing any budgets. It's um, mm-hmm. is Especially because um, people will message during the campaign and ask additional questions and comments on the page. So you really need to be on the ball and just sort of have that window open all the time and just be ready to, you know, put out any fires if they arise, but just really be responsive to the community. Mm. Um, you'll find the Kickstarter community is incredibly involved. Uh, when when they uh, back a project, uh, they're a part of it. Um, mm. So they, they will want to know every everything that's happening. They want constant updates. Um, they even throw in feedback themselves and critique it, and occasionally you get some really good stuff that maybe you hadn't thought of. Uh, This probably won't be the case with the Phantom game, but in other sort of projects, it, it is a big thing. So the Kickstarter audience is really just... They're checking it all the time.
0: Oh, okay. Right. So, um... Stephen's uh, appetite has been wet, obviously, with, uh, with talking, thinking about the game and that sort of thing. Is there, any, is there anything um, new that uh, you're able to, to tell us or, or tease us with about the game at this stage that um, maybe to build on what Alex has told us already?
5: Yeah, um, well, I guess we could probably go a little bit over the gameplay. Um, so the board itself is, and obviously subject uh, to change, obviously, Um, But at the moment, Glenford will be actually drawing up um, the island of Dracon, which is where Princess Sin has her stronghold in the uh, South China Seas. Um, And that will be the player's board. So there'll be six characters, um, six playable characters. Potentially, there'll be additional hidden characters that will release through the Kickstarter, but we can't talk about that. Um, But yeah, (laughs) you'll be able to go through the jungle. Um, and also through the temple uh, of Drakon. And, and that's what the board's going to look like. We're going to have little miniatures, um, so the game will actually have actual characters that you're going to see moving around the board. Um, the card, so are they
3: going to be, are they gonna be like, um, oh, like little figurines?
5: Basically, yeah, little figurines. Yep. I'm not sure on the size. Uh, that, that's more of an Alex uh, question and answer. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the idea at the moment. Um, and I won't give too much more away about the gameplay, but yeah, there will be cards, um, that Glenn Ford, obviously every bit of art Glenn Ford is doing. So when he, when Glenn does the art for the cards, that is what Alex was saying is the original is going to go up on the Kickstarter. So I think there's, well, uh, no, I think there's less now, there's a few less cards than when Alex spoke with you. But well, let's just say there's 30 cards, so 30 original pieces, um, plus anything else that Gwen throws in, I guess. So. Yeah, okay. Hmm.
0: The, um, I imagine the original of the game board itself will probably just hang over Glenn's desk.
5: Yeah, I, I highly <laughs> doubt we're going to be able to pry that out of his hands, so sorry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 oh, cool. I'm um, I'm excited about the the little miniatures or so the, the figures. That sounds like a really cool, um, you know, it'd be be fantastic to moving a little phantom or a little princess in around the around the board.
5: Yeah, well, it you know it's it's quite um, accessible these days with 3D sort of modelling, um, to be able to do this sort of stuff. So we're really looking forward to getting some 3D designs done and uh, eventually releasing that and showing the public and. Mm what they think. Uh, So yeah, it's really exciting. It's really cool.
0: Is Glenn designing those as well?
5: I believe Glenn would be doing initial designs but then we'd have to go to a 3D sort of render artist um, to complete it. But the initial designs will be by Glenn. Sure. But yeah, so Alex, I guess, threw me into the deep end, didn't he? Saying I'd have some exclusive news, I guess, about the game. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I I have been talking to Glenn, and there is something else I can reveal, which is is good. So you guys might like this. I hope you do. Uh, So the original trilogy, uh, Pirates of the Red Dragon, Fru has actually got the license to release it in color. Oh, Oh, right. Next time, we're actually going to see it in color. It's going to be all in one book, so one trade. Uh, But what we're actually also doing for the Phantom fans is there's going to be a prequel story and a sequel story to the trilogy. Oh. So it's going to have stories in one. So it'll be a, the book
0: will be the five same,
5: parts? Yeah. It'll be five parts all in one massive trade.
0: Wow.
5: Oh, wow. So you guys so, saw the yeah. big trade the, for those who came in late? Yep. yep. Probably something similar, similar style, comic awesome. book trade.
0: And so that would be... Um, That's not going to be sold together with the game, are you saying, or is that a separate...
5: Yeah, so that is going to be an item that's exclusive uh, to Kickstarter. Um, So you'll be able to get the plans at the moment at least is the first uh, reward on the Kickstarter will be a donation. The second one would be the copy of the game. And then you can do what's uh, referred to as add-ons, and that will be an item that you can add Money on and get the book as well as the game. Ah. Okay, sweet. That's, so, that sounds really cool. Yeah, every fan gone to
2: level three at least. Yeah, that's really <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> and then I'm assuming um, with uh, with the other add-ons, you're probably looking at um, uh, you probably looking at the original art one as well, or or maybe that's right. the yeah. Yep,
5: the original art will be an add-on, um, and then. There might be a few other items that I can't talk about now, uh, but you'll sort of see that as we sort of lead up to the Kickstarter. But the book is the the big thing that I can release today, yeah. um, which yeah. is pretty cool because, uh, as you know, I'm a comic writer, and I'm actually... So, are
3: you, you writing, writing the, it?
5: Yeah, I've written the prequel. Oh, um, wow. cool. so, Yeah, which is really cool. My first sort of uh, phantom story. Um, Glenn's going over notes now on it, and Julie Dietrich from Sydney is going to be doing the sequel. So she's, um, another well-established comic writer in Australia.
0: Where do I know that name from? What's, um, what's something that we might recognise of hers?
5: Julie does the, um, the masterclasses in Sydney, the comic masterclasses. Okay. So you might have seen those.
0: Yeah, the names for me are, we'll, we'll obviously look her up and, um... Um fine do a bit that, of research now, so
3: Was that yeah. Julie Masters, did you say?
5: Julie Dietrich.
3: Julie Dietrich. How would you spell that for the people that are
5: um, Googling as we Googling speak.
3: Googling right now.
2: <laughs> D I E T R I C H is what I've used.
5: D yeah. <laughs> I E R I C H, yeah. the founder um, and C O Comics Mastermind.
0: Okay. And um and and do you know can we ask about um, Artists for those two stories?
5: No. <laughs> no, it, 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 we can't talk about artists yet, um, just writers today. Yeah, cool, cool,
3: cool. Is that because there's, it's still going on or we haven't found them or...? Uh,
5: a little, <laughs> a, little, B. <laughs> a, little okay. bit a, a little B. There, there, there are people in talks.
3: Yeah, okay. You don't just get no when you just leave it like that. You've got to keep prodding. <laughs> <laughs> and it
5: worked, so there you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um oh I'm definitely going to have to be going back and, and rereading the uh the trilogy as it will formally become. Mm. Um this is a bit like um uh, what was the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy started as a trilogy and, and
5: really blew out, so yeah. Yeah, it's a trilogy
2: in five parts. That's right. Was it six parts now? I can't remember. Wow. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, So yeah, we're really um we are excited because we're I think we're going to be giving the the fans not just a game, um hopefully an experience and also a lot of other exclusive content that they haven't been able to get before. So yeah. there'll be a lot sort of coming towards people. So it's yeah, really good.
0: Cool. No, and and Phantom fans like things coming to them, <laughs> so yeah. um, it's, it's, it can be a little bit um, few and far between um, Phantom items on a year-by-year basis, and um, to have a whole you know new, I guess, basket of goodies come out is going to be very, very exciting for
5: people. Yeah, um, well, as far as I know, Fru hasn't done anything like this before, so no. it's a new chapter. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think,
0: Jermaine, you could correct me on this, that, or we may have even said, there's, there's never been a uh, a phantom board game released in Australia, um, That's commercially.
1: Um,
3: uh, no, there's no, not not a proper board game. There's yeah, been, like, for instance, there was the Snakes and Ladders. Yeah, but in
0: terms of uh,
5: mass-produced, um, yeah. yeah. And that, was, that
0: was
5: handmade, wasn't it, that one? Yes. That's right, yeah. Yeah.
0: The, um, yeah. the so the if I, if we can ask about the writing the the, the prequel that you have put together, um, I would imagine that when you're writing that you're probably being a little bit mindful of the board game, are you, and sort of dropping hints and that sort of thing, or, or is there is there markers in the in the prequel that are going to be relevant to the game?
5: Uh, no, not really. Um, when I write sort of story, I do just concentrate on the story itself. Nah. Um, so, without thinking about the game, uh, thinking about the trilogy and making good stuff that looks directly into the first instalment. Yeah, so, so, the Phantom's actions in the story uh, really create the events of the trilogy. Uh, right. So my main focus as a writer to sort of like that. Not, I wasn't thinking about the game. I was yeah, thinking about what story to tell. Um, because you're yeah. yeah, writing for the Phantom, so you want the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, oh, that's really cool.
3: So, she, I, th- I think I um, think Julie will be... I think she'll be the second or maybe third uh, Phantom uh, female um, uh, writer as well. So, it will be... Um, there hasn't been many of many females in the Phantom um, creative team, so that'll be nice as well.
5: Yeah, 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 excellent. Cool.
0: I'm trying to. I'm, I'm a bit sat back in my seat. I'm trying to think of other questions, but I can't think of. Uh, <laughs>
3: that's a, that's a really cool. <laughs> so, one. and are we correct in saying that the prequel will be about Princess Sin and how she became who she is and stuff like that?
5: Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, here's another leak. I'll give you guys another leak because you're such good fellas. (laughs) Um, you're obviously aware of the universe cards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to be releasing, uh, two exclusive universe cards, um, for Waldo, um, which you'll see in the second installment. He's the, the magician who's, uh, the hypnotist. Given sizes, Diana. Okay. To to oh, yes, yep. uh, And also for Orkan, uh, who's the lead villain in the first instalment. He sets up the um, the sort of the village where he sort of takes over, and the Phantom has to stop him.
3: Yeah. So
5: those those two characters, which uh, are a big influence in the board game, will be getting their own universe cards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that will also be through the Kickstarter.
3: Okay. okay. Cool. Yep. Is that another add-on? So, or would that be a level, or are they the same
5: uh, thing? Uh, it's it's not decided yet. That might just be a stretch goal, so everyone would get it. Uh, mm-hmm. after amount. Uh, we'd have to look into it. Not too sure yet. Yeah.
0: Yep. Was it, Was it challenging? Because a, a lot of the times when we talk about Phantom um, uh, stories, particularly older ones that they get reprinted and that sort of thing. Um, about how stories come from another time and and you, or, or another context, and, and you need to be able to understand that. Um, Princess, uh, sorry, well, Princess Sin was created. Pirates of the Red Dragon was written in the late nineteen seventies. Was it was it um, was there much of a challenge there to go back, uh, you know, and, and write a prequel for a, a comic book that's
5: forty years old? Not at all. No, no. If you sort of look what happens in the trilogy, there isn't anything that's incredibly dated. Mm. Uh, so it was, it was quite easy, yeah. Mm. No, no, no people there.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're right. And that's and that's perhaps why it's, um, you know, it, it's a classic story because it, it has proven itself to be a bit timeless, hasn't it? Well, in
5: 1979 it came out, so. Mm.
3: Mm. Well, Egmont just have just recently um, re-released that. Um, I think it was issue two for this year, I believe it was.
5: Oh, okay. Oh, really? There you go, okay. I'm um,
3: sure it's black and white, or oh, I don't know. I can't remember to be honest. Um, no, it would probably probably would have been. No, hmm. it, it I don't was know. Right at,
0: it was right at the end of last year, Jim. It's listed here as um, oh, number twenty-two, twenty-three year? of twenty seventeen. It was released as a three as a as the three comics all in one, so a hundred-page book, and it does say full color on Fandom Wiki. Yeah, okay. I, cool,
3: cool. Well, if it was released last year, I should have it. So I'm actually in my fandom room tonight, recording. So I should have it around here somewhere. That's so <laughs> I might try and find it. That's
0: the one with the Henrik Solstrom cover with the smokers. The yes.
3: Reagan? Oh yes, yeah, he did that, and then yeah, that's it. That should be in here then. <laughs> This is exciting, I can actually, um, here we go. We've been telling you for
0: two years to record in your phantom room, you're constantly in your daughter's bedroom, (laughs) (laughs) finally you can see some value to it.
3: I haven't even opened the comic up either, it's still in it's um, original plastic that it came in delivered. (laughs) So all this sound you're hearing is me trying to get into a a comic bag. Without ripping is the comic, the or
5: of, um, is the value dropping? Is that the sound for here? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how
3: much that I care about all the all the people that are listening to this. Is that I am? Um, man, it really doesn't want to be open. Uh, this time, yeah, great. Uh, this is great, great for a, um, an audio podcast. You <laughs> know, audio podcast. <laughs> I can't even... I've got to find something to try and rip it open. Ah, here we go. Ah. So would the colours be using Egmont's colours or would they be doing their own ones?
5: Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm assuming it would just be Egmont's. Uh, That would be obviously the easiest way, but I think Glenn would have to set it up. Yeah. Well, either way, it hasn't been printed in colour in Australia, so it'll be inclusive to Australians, I guess. Plus, the frequency will have never been released before.
0: Well, that's right, and that, that'll be the first time that they are about, And because um, oh,
5: will they be in colour as well? They will be. Yeah, the whole book will be in colour. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. this Red Dragon story is is fairly iconic in um in Scandinavia, isn't it, Jermaine? It's a, a very famous story over there. Um, yes,
3: very so famous, very they'll popular.
0: Be, they'll be very excited to hear about a um you know parts. You know,
5: zero and four, five or four or whatever
0: we call it. Um, yeah, cool. yeah. Hopefully, they'll be excited for the game as well then. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, that's um, right. That's the main thing, isn't it?
3: <laughs> I've uh, already, I've already been speaking to a couple of them over there, and they're. Um, uh, I've got one guy from uh, India who's um, keen to get himself one. Um, and then I've got another guy, and then a couple over in Norway and Sweden and stuff like that are keen to um, to jump on the Kickstarter as well. So I think you, I think we'll be getting um, uh, worldwide coverage for this one.
5: Yeah, it, Kickstarter's a bit funny. It's it's an all or nothing uh, campaign. So our goal, whatever the goal is, um, let's say it's twenty thousand, for argument's sake. Um, mm. if, if we don't raise the money in that one month, then the game itself doesn't get made. So, mm. we really do want to say to the fans that you got to hop on the Kickstarter. You've yeah. got to pre-order. It is a safe website with um, um and, and the more people that hop on, the cooler the sort of products that we can actually release. The more you actually get, you get more value. Uh, to have much.
0: And are you still looking at November for the Kickstarter?
5: Uh, yeah, so the idea is to release it around the same time as PAX. Um, yep. So Alex and myself will be we'll have a table at PAX. Uh, he explained it in the in episode yep. 86. Yep. Um, basically, the same sort of thing. We'll have a prototype there. Um, people be able to play test it, but also instantly uh, be able to hop onto their smartphone or iPad or whatever they have and pre-order the game. Yeah, cool. Then the the big push for us with prototyping is uh, having a copy ready for Sydney Supernova. Yeah. Uh, It's mid-year. Alex and I are from Melbourne. Um, So if it's ready, uh, we'll be flying up to Sydney um, to actually sit down and sit with the fans and let them sort of get a feel for it um, and sort of have a bit of a play test. We mean if it's ready, it will, it will be ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, reason why we're going there.
0: How ah. ready does it need to be, Dale, to, to get to that? Like you, when you say you've got a few more playtests to do, I can't imagine you're using little phantom miniatures and that sort of thing at the moment. So, is that the level that you want it to be at? Like a, um, we've got all of the things professionally produced, or are people going to be using a, uh, you know, a five cent coin to move around the board?
5: Uh, look, we won't have the minis ready, um, to get those made up is really expensive. Um, and also have to then hire the artist, uh, to do all the rendering. So Uh, they, but you know, in, in theory we'd have, um, sell sheets with this and we'll sort of show people what they look like and maybe just have some cardboard ones ready to go. Um, but it, it really depends on, on how much art, uh, is, is finished from Glenn. Um, because you know what, we we could just show them what we have now, but you know it, it's it's not very official. Uh, we just used a lot of sort of uh, King's Features Phantom stuff, um, so we probably shouldn't be showing people that prototype. Yeah. It won't <laughs> be the right feel. Um, yep. So if if it isn't ready, uh, if the art isn't ready, I do not think we'll be showing it um, at Supernova. So mm. Mm. all right, Glenn. Um, Needs a fire and backside <laughs> by the sounds of it. <laughs> that's right. You guys, you guys hassle him for me, and that's half my job done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll enjoy that.
3: <laughs> uh, I, think he gets, I think <laughs> he gets, hassled enough. You think he's got like about twenty wives? <laughs> well, uh, People he gets hassled and nagged by. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Well, um. Well, I. I have we, have we got any more questions, guys, or have we taken up enough of Dale's time tonight?
4: Oh, I think we're good.
2: Yeah. Well, no. thank you for joining us tonight, uh, <laughs> <smart> Dan. <laughs> no
5: problem, guys. No, it was fun to do this. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, and look... Oh, it's been a pleasure. As you get, as you get other things that you can release and um, and whatever, we'd love to have you on again, or if you mm. want to just flip us a line, we can put stuff up on the website as well. Um, I'm certainly... You know, we'll make sure that we put a, a, a written post up shortly about the... Well, I say shortly, in the next couple of days, about the, uh, the trade paperback as well and, um, you know, a bit about the gameplay that you've told us tonight as well. So um, any way that we can help... Support it because at the end of the day, like you said, if it doesn't if it doesn't achieve the target, it doesn't get made, and the three of us all want a copy, so um, we, right, we need yeah. everyone else to get on board.
5: Yes. Yeah. So, but if you guys do want to check out sort of what I'm doing as well, um, I will be releasing um, stuff about the Phantom Game and other projects I'm doing yeah. um, on a White Cat Press um, Facebook page. Cool. Um, yep. Alex will also be releasing uh, bits of information about the game on. Um, his Facebook page, which is uh, Games by Alex Winter, and Winter is W-Y-N-T-R, I think. So yeah, look, we'll definitely uh, let you guys know, um, but yeah, our Facebook page is, is probably also the best place to look, Yep. just coming sort of information, a little bit of goss here and there.
0: Very cool. Sounds People good. should go and like and follow those um, those pages immediately then, so that they stay on top of it.
3: Yeah, and we'll have links to those on our podcast um, mm. page and stuff like that as well.
5: Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks no, very no much, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Yeah.
3: Thanks, mate.
2: Now that was our interview with Dale McCanty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, anything else you want to add before we close it off, fellas? It's a good time, ten thirty by my. Over here at you know proper Australian Eastern <laughs> Daylight Saving Time?
0: Um, no, I don't, I, I don't have anything else to add. It's, um, it, it's a shame there's not more fandom news out there. It's been a quiet sort of a month. Um, it is January. Oh, it
3: has been a new year.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah but this time last year, we have, were talking about the introduction of Phantom by Gaslight. We'd learned about Kid Phantom. Um, the was it the file cards came out about this time last year as well. So there was a whole bunch of um, you know brand new stuff being announced for the new year. Um, we're not we haven't heard a lot of brand new stuff being announced for this year yet. That's all I'm saying. Didn't you yeah. just hear
2: the interview we had with um, with Dale?
0: Oh, I'm on to the next thing. Come on, more. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're oh. right. The, the Phantom Game is excellent. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah everything that we've said in the interview there. But,
3: uh, as I said... It's just it's just, it's just just not a happy camper. You can tell he's back at school and, you know, he's... Um, not yeah, happy well, I'm back the, tomorrow,
0: so...
3: Not happy with the, with the annual... Um, you know, not happy We're with the We're putting words in his mouth, that, mouth,
2: though. We both uh, said that, that we like the annual... The
3: random website's not up, and it's just, you know, just not a happy chat. And not a happy camper. <laughs> he wants more, 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 more. It's like yeah. an addict.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is... Yeah. My uh, bank account notices that from time to time. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> taking a breather from... jeez, oh, that Toby mug that you um, tagged me in, I was very tempted by that, but I clamped down on myself, said no. I, I must not supernova. Well, he yeah, that's exactly right. He probably
3: not afford what he wanted for it anyway, so...
0: <laughs> no, probably not. No. And my free subscription is uh, is due, so I better, better pay that. I wonder, can I claim that on tax and say it's for the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Business. <laughs>
2: Um, so thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have Um, remember to check out uh, chroniclechamber.com for all our phantom news we post there pretty regularly um if you want to converse with us of course you can go through facebook but we have reddit um at www.reddit.com slash r slash phantom fans while we're talking about social media um the shout outs to white cat press and games by alex winter that were that were mentioned in the interview give them a um a check out and we'll give a link to them um probably when we post this up um on our Facebook, which is Chronicle Chamber, Phantom Fan Page and and Phantom Collector Group. Um, We have email, of course, chroniclechamber at gmail.com, Twitter at Chronicle Tweets and Instagram at Chronicle Chamber. Um, Of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and your Android devices. Um, Anything else there, fellas?
0: No, mate. Just that people should definitely be going to bit.do slash fru2017 if they want to vote on the best fru cover or story for last year and perhaps pick themselves up a fru crew badge. That is bitbitdo slash (laughs) fru2017. Well done, Fraser. Seamless.
3: Happy fandoming, everyone.
0: Happy fandoming. Happy fandoming.
1: Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom! The ghost who walks The Phantom Enemies beware The Phantom's always there But you won't find the Phantom He finds you